Well, good morning. Today, I'm going to be uh, speaking on the Lord's Prayer and uh, how fitting that I think right out of the gate, I would like to go to the Lord in prayer and let's start this right. Oh, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, it's not only been a week, but it's been some year. Lord, I ask that you bury me, and if you will, you speak through me. If there's something that was going to proceed out of my mouth that was not of you, hide it, get rid of it. Lord, I do pray for our families, I pray for our communities, I pray for our nations, Lord. Please forgive us, Lord. We have most definitely strayed from you. And we need your forgiveness, Lord. Help us to seek you, to yearn for you, to just reach for you in each and every situation that we face on a day-by-day basis. Lord, I love you, we love you, and we, I know I say this often, but we want to serve you, and we want to serve you well. May we do that, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, I have to tell you that uh, I was brought up in a home where each and every day uh, for, for, for lunch and for dinner, we would say the exact same prayer. So basically, for 18 years of my life, uh, we said the exact same prayer for our, for our lunch and for our dinner. And I'm going to uh, repeat that prayer to you, uh, and I want you to, to uh, if you will, uh, hear the good in the prayer and hear the, shall you say, the mundane or bad in the prayer. So here we go. God is great, God is good, and we thank Him for our food. By His hands we all are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Amen. Now, nothing wrong with that prayer. If you dissect it and, and you dwell on each and everything that we said in that prayer, but after we said that prayer, I, I would say even probably by you know age six or seven, I was it was such a repetitious thing. It was kind of like uh, as soon as we're done with this prayer, I get to eat. So let's say this prayer a little quicker. And prayer is never meant to be a mundane thing. Prayer is meant to be you and your heavenly Father having a personal time together, to have a relationship with Him. It is not religion. It is about relationship. Having a relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's incredibly important to get that. It's it's one of those things where it's just like myself and another person sitting on a, on a park bench 
and being raw and being real. That's where it's at. That's how you pray. Be raw and be real. If you're angry, let him know you're angry. If you're anxious, let him know you're anxious. If you're happy or satisfied, if he's blessed you, let him know. Let him know. So, two weeks ago, Pastor John did a wonderful job covering uh, Matthew chapter 6. And, and there's three things that Christians do. Um, in verses 2 and 3, we do, this is in Matthew chapter 6, uh, in verses uh, 2 and 3, we do charitable deeds. In verses 5, 6, and 7, we pray. And in verse uh, 16 and 17, we fast. Three things that Christians, it's just an automatic. It's just an automatic. This is what we do. So today, I'm going to be talking about uh, the model prayer. The model prayer. And the model prayer is, let me back the train up a little bit. So in different versions of the Bible, uh, this is known as the Lord's Prayer. But when you read the commentary, it says that this is a model prayer. Now, I really like that analogy because I, uh, myself, I come from a civil engineering background in the military where basically I was a contractor. I built things, built things that mattered. And any contractor out there, if he's a big contractor, he's going to build a model home. In that model home, things are there are some things that are mandatory, that must happen in a model home, and then there are other things within that model home that are definitely movable. For example, you must have a solid foundation. You must know that the footer that you have placed, that the building that you're going to place on top of it will stand. You must know that your footer, whatever you're basing your home on, is going to withstand. You also need insulated walls. You need protection from the elements. And the last thing you need is you need a good covering over your head. The storms in this life are going to come. There's no getting away from them. The storms in this life are going to come. Is the covering over your head, is the roof over your head capable of withstanding the storms? The things that are changeable on the inside are colors. Where you want your walls to be. How many baths do you want in your home? You see, when we go to the Lord in prayer, we shall you say there are things that are we must know are in place. We must know who we're going to, who we're talking to, and is he capable of answering that prayer? Is he capable of pro protecting us in the storms in this life? But we're going to decorate our prayer in such a way to our situation. For example, you know the story of when Peter fell out of the boat, I'm, I'm not fell out of the boat, when he came out of the boat and he walked on water, okay, when he began to sink, he most certainly did not quote the Lord's Prayer. All he said was, Jesus, save me. You know, there are times in your life where you, don't, you won't 
you won't have that moment to say a long and lengthy prayer. But He absolutely hears you, and He will lift you up. So, I'm going to read, if you will, the Lord's model prayer. By the way, if you really want to know, uh, if you want to see an actual Lord's prayer, just read John 17. John 17 will show you the Lord's prayer. But I'm going to be in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verses 9 through 14, and it's known as the Lord's prayer. I would say that it is the Lord's model prayer. Here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to, um, as Pastor Lingle used to say, I'm going to unpack each verse one at a time. So it's pretty simple to follow me. Uh, so I'm going to be reading verse 9, and we'll unpack it a little bit. So, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So, I have to tell you, for many, many years of my life, when I would hear this prayer, I would almost automatically be jaded. And I would, what I would do is I would hear, Our Father, and I would immediately correlate my earthly Father with my Heavenly Father. And see, my Heavenly Father, I'm sorry, my earthly Father was imperfect, just like I am imperfect. And then, later on in life, uh, I came upon Matthew 23, 9. Matthew 23, 9. And it says this, Do not call anyone on earth your father. For one is your father, he who is in heaven. So that's a game changer. See, because now I know that I only have one true father. I have one true father. And I have an earthly dad. Imperfect same as me. So now, I understand that my Father is in heaven. My Father is in heaven. And, and He has the name above all names. He is the King of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. So, it, like I said, reading that verse... Matthew 23.9. If you read that verse and you're struggling with something in your past, and it could have been a dominant male for that matter, but if you're struggling with something in your past, this is a great verse to, to knit to. Understand that we only have one 
one true father. We have earthly dads, imperfect as we are. And then, of course, hallowed be your name. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Just know that there is only one Jesus. The way I start uh, my prayers, and, and uh, by the way, how you, how you pray is a personal thing. It's a personal relationship. You've got to understand that. Just don't, don't, don't hear me that uh, my style is the way you need to pray. Please don't hear that. Hear that it's a very personal thing. It's a very personal thing. So 1 Timothy 2.5 says this, There is only one God and mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus. And anyway, when you know that Jesus conquered it all, Jesus paid it all, it's, it's, it's just a great place to start your prayer. Dear Jesus, He is the one, He is the one who you're talking to. There might be some, some, some mess, if you will, in your grill for the moment, and, and it's, not, it's not a pleasant thing. Look, look past your mess. Look past your mess. Look who's, look who's ruling over it all. Okay? Just look who's ruling over, over it all. Now, that said, hallowed be your name. I, I, when, I was, when I was looking at this, I was thinking to myself, well, how do I... How do I explain the word hallowed? We don't use that name too, too often in our, our common uh, language, if you will. Well, it basically it means that His name is set apart. It makes, makes perfect sense then because he is, the only, he is the only God. He is the one and only true God. So, that said, sometimes in conversations I've heard this. I swear to God. I swear to God. Be careful. Be careful how you use that. Be careful how you use that. Exodus 27 says this, You shall not take the name of the, of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Be very careful how you use his name. Again, his name is holy. His name is set apart. We're moving on to verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm going to go to uh, when I was in the military uh, on this. Okay, like I said, I was in civil engineer. And, and civil engineer in the military, basically you're a contractor. And we, so within the civil engineers, you would have everything from the people that did all the excavating. You had your, 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 your bricklayers. You had, your, you had your, uh, your carpenters. You had your sheet metal. You had your electricians. All building aspects were in civil engineer. So, what we would do every day, we would meet in a. The leaders of of the of the groups would would meet in a in a in our building, operations building. We call it our op center. And what we would do is we would all the entities would come together and they would discuss where we are on certain job sites. How are we doing? Uh, following. How are we doing following the blueprints? How are we doing following the plans? And anyway, uh, we could see, we could, uh, see who, who needs help and who doesn't need help. And so uh, what it, was, it was a beautiful thing because everybody knew 
on a day-by-day basis where we were on each and every job site. And it made things run a lot smoother. Jeremiah 29:11 through 13 says this. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. What I see there in Jeremiah 29, uh, 11 is God has the blueprint for our life. Are we going to Him on a daily basis and asking Him, am I following the blueprint? Is this what you have in store for me in my day today? And it leads right into verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. What I see in this is focus, focus, focus. Only stay in today. There are so many times in in my walk that I have outrun God, if that makes sense. I, I think that I've got this great idea, and I think I got this, you know, uh, this this wonderful plan, and I will run ahead of God, and then I'll wonder where 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 is He in all this? Where is He in all this? Well, maybe what I should have done is day by day ask Him, day by day ask Him, what do you want in in my day today? Don't outrun God. So, also in Luke uh, chapter eleven, there, you know the apostles were asking. Uh, Lord, can, can you teach me how to pray? Can you teach me how to pray? And he basically repeats this same prayer there. So another reason why I say that this is a model prayer. It is, it is made to tailor to your specific situation. So another thing what I see is give us this day our daily bread is are we having a daily quiet time? Are we spending time with him on a daily basis? I... Back in the uh, in the foyer here, I, I picked up today's uh, Our Daily Bread. There's a little devotional back there. I'm sure it, you, you've seen it before. But anyway, so each and every day, there's a, a short devotional in Our Daily Bread that we can read. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. Moving on to verse 12. As we forgive, I'm sorry, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors if you notice the very first verse i mean the very first part of that verse it says and forgive us our debts forgive us our debts so so what i see there is that it's actually pretty cool because what you can do is you can realize that i'm the one that needs to ask for his forgiveness I, I need to stop pointing the fingers at others, and I'm the one that needs to come to him and ask him for his forgiveness. I call that house cleaning daily or emptying the trash daily. When I when I was building my home, um, when I was building the dining room, uh, I was in a hurry. You know, it looks like I'm making great progress here. I was in a hurry, and I wanted to get my my dining room up and up and uh, running. And uh, anyway, I knew that 
somewhere in that dining room was three measuring tapes. Do you think I could find one? Nope, not at all. And what I had to do is I had to, if you will, put the brakes on, put the brakes on, and, and, and do some house cleaning. Imagine that, I found all three. But anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when, when we got our mind all wrapped up in, shall you say, someone else's things, okay, I think what we ought to do is come back to the cross and just stay focused on Him. Lord, I need to focus on You. I need, I'm the one that needs to change here. Psalm 139, 23, 24. It's one of my most favorite verses out there because of what it says. I need this, I, I need this verse a lot. Okay? It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there's any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So, if you don't have it underlined and highlighted in your Bible, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to advise you to do this because it's, it's a simple prayer if you want to break it down. It says, search me, try me, see me, and then finally, lead me. Lead me. Do you know that all, every book of the Bible... All the leaders in the Bible, they all had the exact same message. And that message was repent. So imagine that when Matt, I'm sorry, when Jesus came along at the beginning of his ministry, Matthew 4:17, his very first message was this. It says, From that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So we you know we need to repent on a daily basis and we need to just forgive and move on and we need to forgive and move on verse 13 verse 13 it says and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen so when I first read this, I thought to myself, so, so God would deliberately take us like to the edge and, and tempt us? Uh, maybe it's the reverse psychology in me, but, but, I, but I read that it sounded like, uh, like He was leading us into temptation. But then you get real, and then you start examining, and you find out that no, 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 no. You know that, that Scripture clearly says that our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Who can know them? So 1 Corinthians 10.13 says this. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. I'm sure that if you had a situation in your life, in your home, and you looked in the rearview mirror, and you said, aha, if I would have said this instead of that, 
it could have went a whole lot easier. Or, if I would have just, Ava says it so well, if I would have zipped it, locked it, and put it in my pocket, if I would have done that, then maybe this situation wouldn't be as bad as what it is. My number one enemy right here. Anyway, so... <laughs> but uh, anyway, just saying that, uh, you know, um, wow. When we look in the rearview mirror, we had a way of escaping it. A lot of times it's a microsecond, but that's what it is. Okay, if you notice in Genesis chapter 4, the... the, the, the uh, the Cain and Abel story. Genesis chapter 4, verses 5 through 7, and it says this, But he did not respect Cain and his offering. Look at the grace and mercy, by the way. As I'm reading this, look at the grace and mercy shown here by God. He said, But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. So many times there are things that have come up in my life that I made poor choices. And... We have to understand that He is a gracious, loving God. And He, that, oh, that still small voice. Huh, that still small voice. Oh, we need to pay attention to it. We just need to pay attention to it. And a lot of times that still small voice makes no sense. But that's okay. That's okay. He <laughs> is way more intelligent than I. All right, James 1.5. I love this verse because it says simply this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. When we go to him in prayer, just ask him, Lord, what, what do you want? I, I, say, I say, don't ask why. Just ask what. What do you want me to do in this situation? How do you want me to handle this? What, what, is, what is your plan for my day? When we, shall you say, surrender ourselves and just place ourselves in His hands, it, life just gets, don't hear me that it's, we're on easy street, but now we've surrendered to Him and we're in His will, we're in His plan. And even though the storm is going on around us, okay, we know that we're on the right track. Okay, lastly, verse 14. It says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. When I was... A lot, of, a lot of the times that uh, I went to... When I went to schooling within the military, uh, they would call these... Uh, the foot stompers, things that you need to know. If you want to, if you want to pass this course, if you want to get through uh, this class, you need to know this information, and it would be repeated 
and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. That's what I see Matthew 6.14 as. If you notice, that in Matthew 6.12 and in Matthew 6.14, they basically say the exact same thing. We need to forgive and we, need, we just need to forgive, we need to forgive, we need to forgive. And we need to do it on a day-by-day basis. Now, when something catastrophic happens to you, when something major happens to you, okay, this will be a second-by-second thing. What I say, what I say is, okay, you go to the Lord and you ask for forgiveness. Then, when the enemy comes at you and, and reminds you of that situation, when the enemy comes at you and reminds you of that situation, you tell the enemy, you take it up with Jesus, I gave it to him. You take it up with Jesus, I gave it to him. And you just, you just play repeat. You just play repeat. Take it up with Jesus, I gave it to him. And it will gradually, grant it, Okay, it's, I'm telling you, when you have something major and catastrophic, this is going to be years in the process. But you give it back to Him. Give it back to Him. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says this, Come to Me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn from Me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The things, if we do not forgive, you need to, please hear me, hear my heart. You need to forgive. You were never, ever, ever made to carry that weight. Give it to the Give it to Him. Give it to Him. He is capable. He is capable. And then my, my last verse is simply this. And it was our verse that we, we said. It's Psalm 127.1. It says, Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So, my, my prayer for each and every one of us is that we would desire to spend more and more time with Him in prayer. Now, just, just hear me, that the enemy knows that when we spend time in prayer with him the enemy loses and he doesn't want to lose so he will put every kind of distraction known to mankind in front of you so you do not spend time in his word so you do not pray because he knows that when you pray you have an absolute direct connection and he don't like that so my prayer is that us as a congregation, that we would pray more. It will move mountains. It will absolutely move mountains. I've seen it in my life. So now, because I was privileged to be able to, to speak about prayer, I'm going to 
ask everyone to, to, to bow their heads and close their eyes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this for the person out there that does not know the Lord yet. Romans 3.23 says this, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that means the person that is speaking right now is a sinner saved by grace. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And I pray that this sets and this knits and this becomes your prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, You've been speaking to my heart for a while. I thank You for that, Lord. Please forgive me for not listening to You. Help me to see, Lord, You in my life. Help me to reach for You, Lord, knowing that You're right there beside me. Lord, I need You to lead me from this day forward, November the 8th, 2020. From this day forward, Lord, no more. I am not going to do those things that I used to do. From here on out, Lord, I will live for You. Lord, I need You to... I need you to seek me. I need you to just take those anxieties away, Lord, and you lead me in the way that's everlasting, Lord. I truly love you, Lord. And I thank you for coming into my heart. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.